1: Hey-ho! Zach Wilson clips it left, Tyler Trump. There's a Jet touchdown.
0: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
1: He looked comfortable out there. He looked like the smooth operator that Daniel Jeremiah said to put Sade's songs in our head.
0: The Rich Eisen Show.
1: Do I ask you now how you're feeling about the Jets? No, I'll save it for closure. Dude, you should just pipe down, too. (laughs) Earlier on the show, Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley. Sports and political commentator, Keith Olbermann. Coming up. 49ers tight end. And George Kittle. Dodgers infielder Justin
0: Turner. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our number
1: three of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Great chat last hour with Keith Olbermann, my longtime uh, sports center friend. I've known him for over 25 years. Um, he called in on the 32nd anniversary of Pete Rose signing the document that banned him for life from Major League Baseball. What a great uh, stroll down memory lane that was with him. Uh, our number one, Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, joined us. George Kittle about to call into this program, and then also we've got uh, Justin Turner of the Los Angeles Dodgers joining us in about 19 minutes' time. Talking to Brandon Staley um, of the Chargers, and he comes in in a great spot because, you know, it's a beautiful stadium up there, and The roster, as we talked with him, is filled with studs, filled with playmakers on the front end of the defense. Joey Bosa back end of the defense, Derwin James out wide on offense and Keenan Allen behind in the running back. Austin Eckler has an opportunity to have a very special season after injury sort of tanked his 2020 and then, of course, there is the quarterback in Justin Herbert, who I referred to as a unicorn. You had an issue with that T.J. Jefferson moments ago because, again, I, and I understand it, that that to call him a unicorn when you've got folks like Brady and Rodgers and Breeze and Marino and Elway and what have you, I'm just referring to him as a, a rookie and how terrific he was in his rookie season last year and how special he was last season. And the numbers that he put up are, are, are numbers we've never seen a rookie put up and the manner in which he was born into the league, strolling onto the field before week two against the Kansas City Chiefs because Terod Taylor had an errant <clears throat> needle applied to his chest and he was out. And then Herbert strolls in and the rest is now history. And Brandon Staley strolls in and he doesn't have to have Herbert there in his first year as a starter he gets him after he's already had that year and the reason why i bring this up right now is because this is the day in which justin fields it was announced is going to start on the bench and dalton is starting week one in los angeles and just we're not there in the facility to see what Fields is grasping or not. We're not there in the huddle to see what Fields is grasping or not. We're just sitting there at home watching NFL Network two straight weekends, watching Justin Fields make terrific plays. And look the part and look the role, look like a kid who can make plays from the position. And the last time we've had a Chicago Bear quarterback who we refer to as a playmaker, I don't, know when we could say such a thing playmaker right playmaker a lot of folks walking around are not alive to say that's a playmaker from that position and that's who they're looking for they're looking for a playmaker guy can make some plays get people on their feet and get people all fired up and win some games and the reason why bears fans are not going to buy dalton is because of dalton's track record yes but they just saw Justin Herbert. Now, as an example, it's not just what Justin Herbert did. And that's a very high bar for any rookie to leap atop. But Herbert took his lumps. Herbert learned. Herbert went through the road trips where things don't go well. He went through the road trips where things went well. He went through home games where things went well. He went through home games when things didn't go well. He went through home and road games where the Charger things happened in the last 30 seconds. Yeah. All right? Been there, done that. All of it. And Brandon Staley walks in, and now he's got somebody a lot more fully baked. And that's why Bears fans want to see fields now. That's why a lot of team fan bases want to see their rookie quarterbacks now, this is why Jet fans and Jaguar fans are excited about their quarterbacks because they know they're going to see the lumps now. They're going to go through the lumps now. So, year two, you reap the benefits. That's how Brandon Staley is walking into his first year as a Chargers coach. He's got a more fully baked quarterback. And there is no question a benefit for all the Chargers on the team fans in the stands, fans rooting for him, that Herbert went through all that last year. The sooner you go through all that, the faster you can get to where you want to go ultimately. That's the concept. And that's what Matt Nagy's going to have to deal with from Bears fans who are like, I don't know about this one. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Look who's joined our program. One of our favorites. And it's just Cuz. He's with Just Cuz guest. Really, doesn't matter what time of year. Obviously, it helps that the, the NFL season's right around the corner. <laughs> True, and uh, and he's one of our favorites. He's all pro tight end, fiftieth on the top one hundred best players in the NFL list on NFL Networks voted by his peers. George Kittle, back in the Rich Eisen show. How are you, George?
2: Good morning, Rich. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing better for seeing you. I'm doing. Oh. Wh- well, I actually, wish I was seeing you. Well, I'm seeing you right now. The photograph that we we're, we're using on the screen is the the photograph that we get from the 49ers. Oh, nice. Um you you got I mean, this is a, I mean, how long is your hair right now, George? I mean, this thing oh, is so it's flowing. I,
0: I did
2: those, we did those photos during uh, OTAs this year and I actually I cut off about I don't know, like 6 to 8 inches. Okay. So half It's about half that length right now. All right. I had to get all my photos in with the long hair just for fun.
1: That is that, so this is a conscious choice? Like, okay. Oh, yeah, that was a conscious choice. Okay, so this is the photograph that people are going to use for the entire 2021 season. We're using it for the very first time. Um,
2: Breaking news, Rich Eisen.
1: This is flow, man. This is flow. I like the flow, man. I like it. There's a lot going on there. I like it. I like it very much. Have you ever seen the film Almost Famous? You ever seen that movie?
2: Almost famous.
1: I don't think I have. Okay. Well, it's a, it, there's a, a fake rock band called Stillwater in it, and we have photoshopped you into that photograph. Um have you? And yes, and it looks real. It, this looks, <laughs> this looks real. Um, you, you, if this inspires you to see the film, fantastic. If it doesn't, this is something that we're going to tweet out anyway. Okay, George. I just
2: looked it up. Yeah, I would fit in there.
1: We'll DM him right now. We'll DM them yeah. right now. Fantastic. By the way, nice flex to show that George follows us and we follow them. TJ, well done. I appreciate that. That was a nice play. All right, you. so we're, we're uh, so um, you're going to tell us who the starting quarterback for Week One is going to be, right? That's uh, that's what we're going to get from you in three, two, and one. Floor's <laughs> yours. What do you got, George?
2: Sorry, you broke up that. <laughs>
3: you
1: hear <laughs> Not George Kittle's first rodeo, people. All right. How how what what is it like to be? I guess. Um, um, I I'm just someone say in the middle, cause that, that, that is rife with, uh, verbiage that makes it seem like there's, there's something wrong, but what is it like to experience this? How does that sound? Uh, a guy that you played with, went to the Super Bowl with, and a kid who is so highly drafted that a ton of picks are used to go get him. What's that like, George, for you?
2: Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of experiencing day to day. You know, I, I get a bunch of reps with both quarterbacks, you know, um, like you said you know jimmy's been the cap, been the captain and the leader of this team he still is uh he's playing at a super high level with us in practice and you know we had a 17 play drive to open up monday night well sunday night football and yes. um and, you know and trey's learning he's getting better every single day um he's got a cannon for an arm he can make a bunch of throws it's fun to see that stuff and obviously he still has a, a ton to learn so you know we're just taking it day by day and we're you know, just out there practicing trying to get better as a team and um you know, I think uh, both guys have made a lot of strides. And I think, and uh, you know, I, you know, I think uh, Kyle said it earlier in the season that you know Jimmy had his best OTAs, and I think Jimmy's still firing along right now. So I see Jimmy's, I see Jimmy's confidence, and excited that I think he will play a little bit this Sunday versus the Raiders. So we'll have a full team out there finally.
1: Did you see what uh, Shanahan said when somebody said, "When are you going to tell us who the starting quarterback is?" Did you see? That? Yeah,
2: when I want to. <laughs> I love it.
1: I, I, I said, that's the guy who once upon a time said, we don't know if we're going to be alive Sunday. So what sort of answer are you expecting <laughs> from this guy? You know what I, was, I
2: mean? That was my first thought when I saw that quote. I was like, uh, <laughs> he's
1: just a quote machine right now. He is. I mean, he just spits truth. Um, there's there's no doubt about it. But, you know, and, and, and so many people think that this is an untenable situation, but the world keeps spinning. And, you know, at some point you're going to get a guy and then you're going to go battle and you're going to go you're going to go hit it. What does this offense look like in your estimation in 2021? Regardless of who is at the quarterback, what is the plan here and the goal, George? For you in 2021 here. Uh,
2: My goal would be to run the heck out of the ball because we're pretty good at that. We I think we have a really good offensive line. I think we have really talented running backs, decent tight ends on the edges. Um, and then we got wide receivers that can block. And so if you can establish a run game, I think the rest just takes care of itself. And I think we got explosive guys that you can get the ball to from, you know, Debo to Ayuk to Trent Shurfield to, you know, you can get Raheem out there. Um, you know, we got plenty of guys that can make plays when you get the ball in their hands. and as long as we can establish a good run game, which I think we'll be able to do with McGlinchey and Trent Williams at our, as our tackles, I think they're both decent. in The run game, yes. But um, yes, uh, I'm just, I'm just excited to get the ball rolling with it. And like I said, I'm, I'm pumped to you know get all the starters out there on Sunday, so we all just get an actual feel for it and a you know, little game day atmosphere. And uh, you know, just looking forward to see uh, that run game. Really, that's what I'm focused on. And, because uh, if we can move that ball, uh, we get a lot of those little play actions. I can you know, sneak out, sneak down the middle maybe once or twice
1: and mm. have some fun. Well, give me a good Trent Williams story, seeing him up close. Give me a good one. You got one, George, about where you're like, okay, I get it. I knew it, but now I really see it. Well, you got a good Gee. one on that front with him?
2: Oh, my goodness. I mean, from what? sharing the huddle to him, but hey, I, mean, being in the huddle with him, but really when you see the giant silverback tattoo on his back, that kind of <laughs> – sets the tone pretty quick. <laughs> it's a tone setter? Okay. that's a tone yeah, setter. Yeah, sets the tone pretty quick. I was like, you know what? Yeah. You've got my back. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for playing left tackle with me.
1: Literally, man. I mean, and so, so you will look to your right, and that's Trent Williams, and that must make you feel like we're going to run and we're going to hit somebody, and you – What is it like for you to pancake someone? Can you walk me through that? I know that we've even, Mooch has even spot shotted you on a Sunday morning show where you're like laughing after you're smiling. (laughs) Like it seems like you enjoy that more than anything else. Can you walk me through that process for you, George Kittle? Do me that favor.
2: Uh, Well, something I learned at Iowa is that you're never going to play in the Big Ten unless you can run block. And so you kind of have to be passionate about the run game, especially if you, I was really, really bad at it in college. And so, I either had to love it or I was just going to hate it for five years. And so I decided to love it. And uh, I'm glad that I did because it kind of set the tone for everything and you know, kind of my whole career, um, just the physicality and the effort. And so um, and my favorite quote that I learned while I was at Iowa is moving a man from point A to point B against his will is the greatest feeling you ever feel. And I 100% agree with that um, because, I mean, there's nothing that the guy can do if you can actually just move him about five yards outside the numbers. And on top of that, if you can – get him off of his feet and slap back him and land on top of him and feel him exhale. And a little bit of the, you know, that sold him in his body type of experiences. It's very thrilling. Um, it's very addicting and that's why it is the best feeling you ever feel.
1: And how, how big is Lance? Like, uh, I've not seen him in person. I've only seen him on TV. He just looks huge, George. I mean, walk me through that one too. Trey Lance. That
2: was part the segue from pancaking to Trey Lance. You want me to pancake Trey Lance?
1: No, <laughs> no, no. I would never want you. That's what I'm.
2: He's a large human being. Um, <laughs> it messes me up that he's only 21 years old because I'm like, dude, I'm 27, and you're the OG. Uh, you're the OG. You're, yeah, you're gonna. I was like, you're guess three years you are gonna be an actual like an adult, and uh, it'll be crazy to see what you look like then.
1: Well, I'm trying to get you to talk about your quarterback, number five, you know, George. You know, I mean, and I, I, you know, I, I realized I kind of put you in a position before. I hope you about talking about him and Jimmy G. I didn't want you to feel like I put oh, you Rich, in a position. Both George. my
2: teammates, man. I'll hype them both up all day, every day.
1: Okay. I like I it. I want them
2: both to succeed at a high level.
1: All right. Fantastic. How did the tight end, um, tight end university go, your first one? We haven't Ooh, spoken since then. how that one go? Yes, George. It
2: was <laughs> awesome. I loved every second of it, it was uh, incredible. I got super lucky uh, with some fantastic sponsors that we, we got the entire event paid for, except for the guys' flights in. So it was mm-hmm. a nice event. Stayed at a nice hotel, had meetings, got to watch film, got to listen to some really um, talented players talk from Kelsey to Olson, Darren Waller, Mercedes Lewis. Got to get on the field, um, do some drills. Just kind of, It was more just like listening to the guys talk about the way they think about running routes or run game or attacking zones, attacking leverages. And it was just nice to hear, you know, different takes on it. Because when you're, you know, you're in a tight end room with your coach, like you can learn, like you can learn a lot, obviously. Like I've learned so much from my tight end coach, John Embry. He's fantastic. And he's a, one of the main reasons I am where I am today. But listening to like how Travis Kelsey sees um, like a leverage on a guy and how he attacks it differently, mm-hmm. it's just, um, or even like he could say, hey, I attack it like this. And if it's similar, it's like, all right, well, I'm, I'm glad that I'm learning the right thing. And then you you get to watch all these guys on tape, um, you know how they do certain things, and then listen to them say why they did those things. It kind of connects all the dots for you. So you're not just sitting there guessing and asking why he did that. And so it was very it was very fun for me. Um, I love just, that. That's amazing. Listening to Greg Olson talk to was was incredible. That, that was is really
1: fun. That's great, man. So like literally, so you're just sitting around and talking about everything to do with yeah. blocking and and this is what i do when i have leverage this is what i do in this coverage that's what i do with that and and it confirmed some things for you and opened some doors like literally even for you george at this
2: oh 100 percent, rich man one thing i've learned is i don't know anything about anything i'm just learning every single day and no i i've had some good years but i'm near five and i still know i can learn a whole, a whole bunch and um, especially from guys that have been doing it a long time, like Greg Olson had plenty to say. And I told you, like Mercedes Lewis is going into I think year seventeen, and he was up there on the mic for about forty-five minutes and just listen to him talk about his whole experience in the NFL and his life and how he got to where he is today. Because I think playing seventeen years in the NFL is one of the coolest accomplishments you can possibly do. Because right. I think everyone's goals, you know, I think it's like the average years, like or the average career is like three to five years. So going to seventeen is pretty impressive. So just listening to all those guys talk about their careers was. Pretty special.
1: Well, and you know, I'll, I'll, like I said, if you can do it again, I'll I'll help out in any way I can. Certainly with the curriculum, I'll, I'll add a new thing for you um, that Kelsey has proven: don't shave without expecting some blowback from Ooh. your fan base. Did you see that, yeah. George? Did you see that that he had a?
2: Yeah, that was his. I made I changed it to his caller ID pretty quick. I'm not gonna
1: lie. <laughs> Which one? The the clean shaver or the one where he scrawled on his own, he defaced his own oh, selfie no, no, to no, the tra-
2: clean shave. I zoomed it in as tight as you could zoom it in and that's his caller right here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when Travis Kelsey calls George Kittle's cell phone, that sh that, that shaved mug show well, we just zoomed in ourselves. Wow, that is we just did it ourselves right here. So that's what shows up on your phone. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's beautiful. It is <laughs> It's shiny, that's for sure. It's, <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. It's glistening. Uh, George, thanks for the time. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. Let's do this more often, certainly in the season when you begin to ball out. And uh, I always appreciate it. Best to your family.
2: Hey, thank you, Rich. Thanks for having me on. It's always. always a pleasure. Anytime. I love when you ask me quarterback questions. Thank next. you.
1: No, I know. I, certainly when you have to choose between one or the other, that's what I'll expect next time you choose yeah, between yeah, one or the
2: other. Yeah, yeah no, I'll, just, I'll announce the starter. All right.
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> you do it on your own time, just like your coach, whenever you want. But I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Take hey, care. Rich. Right back at you. That's George Kill, everybody. I love George. What did he say? He's one thing I know is I don't know anything or something like that? <laughs> the one thing I know for sure, Rich. I don't know anything. There you go. I love it. Oh, that's George from two days ago. He has tightened it up. He, oh, yeah, tightened he has tightened it all the way oh, wow. up.
4: Wow, wow, wow.
1: But he wants to – I love it. He put the long hair, the Stillwater look. <laughs> Good look. Who did we take out of that picture? Because I see – see... We took Jeff out. Okay. That tells you how much I've watched that movie. Where I You've know seen a lot. <laughs> well, there's Crudup, wow, right? There's Jason Lee. Okay. Yep. Yep. Very good. Let's take a break. So we're on time for another uh, long-haired individual. Right? Unless Justin Turner's cut. Oh, look at that. He's, he's gone high in tight, man, too. Oh, man. Everyone's cleaning it up. Rich. Everybody's doing it. That's Justin haircut. Turner of your Los Angeles Dodgers when we come back. Justin, because it's so fascinating to me, uh, the number of times many of my listeners and viewers have also been told the word no or you can't in their careers or in their lives, uh, I'm sure is uh, too numerous to mention. Uh, What was it about your journey that makes you who you are today, having been in the Orioles and Mets organization for as long as you did? Now you're a Dodger doing what you're doing.
3: Yeah, just, uh, you know, obviously I think as a kid, you grow up dreaming to play professional baseball and, and then for the Reds to take that opportunity and draft me, um, was pretty excited. And then, uh, a couple of years down the road, uh, you get traded. So you're, that's a little confusing. You're not really sure what that means. Like, do they not want you or is it a good thing because another team does want you? And then, uh, you know, the next year, uh, you get designated for assignment by the Orioles and, You know, not sure what's going on there, what's going to happen, but luckily enough got an opportunity with the Mets, and uh, they gave me a chance to stay in the big leagues for four years, and uh, right when I thought I was starting to figure things out offensively, um, you know, they decided I wasn't going to be able to help their team anymore and and, um, was non-tendered and became a free agent and didn't know what was going to happen. Spent the whole offseason trying to figure out uh, where I was going to play, if I was going to play, if any team was going to take a chance, and uh, luckily for me, a guy named Ned Coletti uh, went out on a limb and, and offered me a contract to play with the Dodgers, and, and you know now here I
1: am today. I guess so. Ned Coletti gave you the chance. Who else has helped shape you to become the beast that you have become, Justin?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, baseball was ingrained in me from a, the time I was. Two and a half three years old i've I've had a bat in my hand uh my dad's coached me all the way up until uh my freshman year of high school uh, he coached my travel ball teams george horton was the head coach at fullerton uh, when i played there and uh the amount of baseball information that he was able to pass on through me i think makes me um has made me a smarter baseball player than than i would have been if i hadn't had that experience and uh, the chance to play with Marlon Bird in 2013, which led to Doug Latta, who, uh, basically helped me completely restructure my swing and, and change the way I think about hitting and help me get the ball in the air a little bit more and, 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 slug a lot more. Uh, so that was a crucial part. And then also when I got here with the Dodgers, uh, our strength coach, Brandon McDaniel, actually moved his family from omaha uh, out to la in the off season so he can stay here and train with uh huh. kenley jansen and myself and uh you know physically the these last uh, three four years as dodger I've, I've been in probably in the best shape of my life and a lot of that's a credit to brandon
1: that's justin turner previously here on the rich eisen show Back here on the Rich Eisen Show here on this busy Tuesday and joining us right now is a World Series champion once again. Kind enough to call into this show frequently after big time playoff games in which he's homered. We always appreciate when he calls in a big game tonight, certainly for the San Diego Padres as the Dodgers, who are just a mere two and a half games behind the uh, San Francisco Giants in the NL West, taking on the Padres tonight. The uh, Red Hot Dodgers in San Diego, along with Justin Turner back here on the show. How are you doing, Justin?
4: I'm good, Rich. How are you? I'm doing. No,
1: always. uh, And uh, you're you're here courtesy of Fresh and Lean, which we'll talk about with you uh, and the uh, meal delivery service uh, in a moment. Um, Walk me through the the Red Hot streak that obviously you're you're coming off of a loss. But uh, winning 9 out of 10 is something you'll sign for any day of the week. Where where did this start? Did it start with the trade deadline deal? Walk me through what you got, Justin.
4: Yeah, I think the uh, trade deadline was a crucial part of it. Obviously, adding um, you know Danny Duffy, and then uh, the big trade with Scherzer and and Trey Turner coming over to just enormous impact pieces, and what they've been able to contribute already uh, is off the charts and um you know just like every other team in the league i think we've been dealing with a lot of injuries and, and a lot of guys on, on spending time on the IL and trying to piece it back together as those guys are coming off and um we still haven't had our entire lineup out there except for maybe one game um but we're hoping to get bookie back in the series down here in san diego and and have the whole lineup together and i think uh you know, the the sky's the limit when, when you get all those guys in there. Uh, just crazy to think about, you know, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Max Muncy, Corey Seager, mm. uh, and the list goes on and on and on down the lineup. They're just all tough outs and, and such dynamic players, both, you know, in the box defensively and on the bases.
1: Well, I mean, you live in the clubhouse um, team playing – dugout batter's box side of things i live on the microphone couch remote control uh long time listener first time caller side of things and on my side of things people look at your lineup and the payroll and say of course this is what they should be doing um but in the reality though um as you mentioned injuries and um being defending world champs um making a trade like that what what type of jolt does that send through a locker room knowing that the aggressivity that you like to bring that your manager wants you to bring is matched by somebody in the upstairs who's like screw it let's just do this and let's get two big-time players i understand what danny duffy brings but the, that trade from the the nationals what does that send to the locker room to your clubhouse
4: yeah it just confirms that you know the actions are are matching the words right i think our ownership group talks every year uh, in spring training, as well as our front office, about the commitment to winning a championship. And um, when you see them year in and year out go out at the deadline and and bring in impact pieces that you know they feel will help us accomplish our ultimate goal of winning World Series, uh, then you just appreciate the the follow through and and you know not just blowing a bunch of hot air at us telling us, telling us that they want to win, but not doing anything about it. They're actually you know, going out there and, you know, the owners are signing up on the trades that, that the front office and Andrew Friedman are, you know, grinding and working on for weeks at a time. And, and you know, some teams, the owners don't sign off on those trades. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a collective tip of the hat to the front office and the ownership group for, you know, putting us in a position to, to compete for a championship. And now it's, it's our turn to do our part.
1: And... Do you, uh, just in the mold of being a lead pipe-wielding professional trying to get better, uh, Justin Turner, do you seek out Scherzer at any point and say, what do you see when you were facing me Like about your approach to hitting based on his approach to trying to get you out? Do you you have conversations like that or or no?
4: I haven't had that conversation with him yet, but I have had conversations in the past with with some of our pitchers. and uh, One of the most impactful ones on my career was a conversation I had with, with Zach Grinke, Uh, about five or six years ago about how he would pitch me. And, um, you know, that's the reason I stand so close to the plate because he went in and did a deep dive on me and uh, was telling me how awful I am hitting the the ball on the outside part of the plate. And I asked him, I said, so you think I should stand on top of the plate until the ball is closer? And he goes, I would get as close to the plate as you possibly can. And so ever since that conversation, I've been on top of the plate and I've had, you know, pretty good success yeah. Swing the bat and also a lot of success getting hit by pitches.
1: I'm <laughs> like sure. So uh why haven't you had that conversation with Scherzer yet? Or is there something you don't wanna know or or what? What do you what, what or you just haven't had that opportunity with Max just yet? No, I just
4: haven't had that opportunity, haven't really like sought it out. Sure. I'm sure there'll be a day that it comes out naturally when we start talking about yeah. it. I know he's one of the guys that I enjoy facing most. I think between him and, and Johnny Cueto uh, are two guys that I just really enjoy the compete part of it because uh, obviously respect the hell out of them. And I think the battles uh, over the years have been pretty good um, with, you know, success on both sides. So uh, I do respect the hell out of Max and, and I love those that bats that, you know, we had against each other, but I'm, I'm sure it'll come up at some point. Like, Hey, what do you got? Like, how do you get me out and uh you know he's already jabbed me a couple of times like hey just pretend I'm pitching and you'll probably hit a homer so mm. <laughs>
1: um
4: yeah maybe that's why I haven't asked him yet <laughs> or or is that just your
1: nice way Justin Turner of saying back when you had that conversation with Greinke you were Justin Turner and now you're Justin freaking Turner is that was that your nice way of saying something like that to me Justin uh, maybe. you know
4: maybe maybe you know, there's, <laughs> there's days there's definitely days where I feel like Justin friggin' Turner, and there's definitely <laughs> days where I just feel like plain old boring Justin Turner yeah, in the box. So, that's baseball. Uh,
1: that's baseball, man. That,
4: that is baseball.
1: Man. That is baseball in a nutshell. Justin Turner here on the Rich Eisen Show. And one of the most incredible stories of the entire baseball season is the acquisition by your team of Albert Pujols and watching him work and rake against lefties for sure, what has that been like for you the the appearance of Poolholtz in your clubhouse and and having him around Justin Turner
4: yeah it's been it's been awesome um, I've was lucky enough to, to get to know Albert over the last four or five years through our foundations and and teaming up and uh, supporting their events and him coming out and supporting some of our events but then, uh, so, you know, he's a, a great guy off the field, but getting to know him in the clubhouse and getting to see him go about his work every day. Uh, you know, he's one of the first guys in the field every single day at home or on the road. Uh, he's in the cage all the time working. Um, Just hearing his positive reinforcement all the time with all the guys and the younger guys. And, um, you know, he's in a role that he's not used to being in. He's used to playing every day and getting his at-bats. And he came over here and was asked to, be okay with the reduced role and and play against lefties and pinch hit um you know late in games and he's embraced it and he's been one of the best teammates i've i've ever had uh just unbelievable how much fun he has how much he still enjoys the game and you can see it when when a guy hits a homer when he's standing at the the end of the dugout with that huge smile waiting to just give you the biggest bear hug yes right it's about to you say know, readjust, readjust your back with, with how hard he, uh, he he squeezes you in that hug.
1: He seems like he likes warm hugs, like you know Olaf the snowman from Frozen. It seems like he does like the warm hugs. Justin, I'll be honest warm, with
4: He loves the warm hugs. Yeah, maybe I'll start calling him Olaf.
1: You know what? Please, you know, go for it. You, 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 give me credit. Don't I don't need it, or I'll take it. We either one. That's fine with me. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, just now that we're we're at this part of the season, I've got Justin Turner of the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, here on the Rich Eisen show. Um, the, the fact that you are now right back in this mix right now, um, do you feel that your team is best positioned because of your experience, the deep roster, and the, the just the general sense of been there, done that, you've got the ring, and that they're coming for your crown? Do you have that sensibility? Justin?
4: Uh, we do like where we're at. We think we're in a, in a, a great position. We, we think we're right in within reach. And as you said, the experience that we had not only, you know, from the guys from the team last year, but even the two guys that, you know, we brought in, in, um, well, three guys, really Duffy and Schurz and, and Trey Turner have all won a world series as well. So they all know what it's about. And, um, you know, we like where we're at. We think we're playing really good baseball right now. And uh, it should be a really fun and exciting September.
1: Uh, last one for you before we turn to your your fresh and lean. Uh, what you you're calling in also to talk about here on the Rich Eisen show is the spider tack stuff done? Is it over? Or is is the the sort of TSA checkpoints at the at the baselines that we're seeing uh, on a nightly basis now for a couple of months? Although it does seem to be just just umpires now just want to touch the glove and the hat and hand it right back to guys. But is this? Um, are we through this now in baseball or something's still up what can you walk me through from your perspective
4: yeah I mean I would love to say yes but I think that you know baseball is a game where everyone's trying to constantly find an edge and an advantage and I don't think I don't know I think right now it is out I don't think guys are using it although you know there's some nights when you see a guy, we have all the information. We know what guys' average spin rates are and what they were their last couple of starts. And so we have seen a couple guys, you know, against us who their stuff has ticked up a, a couple hundred RPMs, which makes you think, you know, maybe there's something going on. But I think for the most part, uh, you know, these little, as you call it, TSA TF, checks coming off the field have have done a pretty good job of managing it.
1: So, because I'll be honest, just from my again my end of the 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 remote control and the couch, the games are more watchable over the last couple of months. And I I don't know if again from your perspective in the batter's box that it's been uh, more of a level playing field. That you've literally seen a difference between April, May, half of June to half of June, July, in the current month.
0: Justin.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think the the top tier pitchers are still going to be the top tier guys. I don't think that, um, you know, it's really separating them that much. I think the biggest difference in guys using stuff was, was the lower end bullpen guys who were now picking up and pitching like the, the top end guys, which, you know, obviously when you have an entire staff of of guys with dominant type stuff. It makes offense pretty scarce. And um, when you're watching baseball and offense, isn't happening you know it can be considered or deemed you know a boring game so i think uh you know now that they're managing it and and guys are kind of coming back down to you know where they're supposed to be at uh there's a a little bit more offense even though there was some irony the other day and ken rosenthal saying that the uh the no hitters were gone and extinct and Obviously, the guy from the Diamondbacks goes out that night that he said it there was a no-hitter, so <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> and his first career start, too. He's My God, he's, star, yeah. he's still wet behind the ears. That was unbelievable. That was re- uh, I'll tell
4: you something. He, he was actually with us in spring training last year, uh-huh. and uh, he we had a TikTok competition, and he submitted a pretty good TikTok. <laughs> in our competition. So it was it was kind of cool to see him go out. <laughs> yeah,
1: so well, he's beefed up his resume a little more since then, you know. Um, yeah. So you're, in addition to being World Series champion, two-time All-Star, you are now the head of sports and wellness for Fresh and Lean. What, what What's this? Uh, tell me about Fresh and Lean, Justin.
4: Yeah, it's a uh, company that my wife and I, Courtney, have come across in our journey to, you know, just eating clean, eating healthy. Ford um, introduced me to this diet this last off-season called Whole30, um, which yes. is basically an elimination elimination diet, and you eliminate all the sugars and uh, carbs and, and uh, dairy and every, alcohol. Everything gets eliminated, and you basically just eat clean for a month, and uh, the results I got from the Whole30 diet were unbelievable. I lost 16 pounds in 30 days, and uh, the first time in the last 10 years I was able to get under 200 pounds, which was always my goal, and I could never accomplish it. So um, I'm now a huge believer in, in the Whole30 diet, and I got to team up with Fresh and Lean and come up with a whole line um, between Court and I. I think there's 80 meals, uh, lunches, dinners, and snacks that are Whole30 approved uh, that you can order from Fresh and Lean now, and uh, it's basically an organic food delivery service that um, will get to your door in a couple Couple of days, and then you pop it in the microwave for two to three minutes, or on the stove from five to seven, and you got a pretty good, really good, uh, clean hot meal uh, for lunch or dinner.
1: Well, and I mean, no sugars. Are you? I mean, are you a sugar guy? I mean, again, I mean, there's like gum everywhere in your clubhouse. I mean, I, I you know, yeah. I, I mean, how do you? How, you really got rid of sugar? I couldn't even imagine lasting a day without that because it's in everything it's in everything man so i
4: think the hardest part the hardest part for sugar was desserts and uh soda right cutting out soda cutting out desserts other than that i I think i'm i'm pretty good um on the sugar side
1: (laughs) all right well it sounds great and you for more information go to freshandlean.com and since you know you're the only representative of fresh and lean Uh, can you just let them know that they didn't ask me to use the name because that was the name of my rap group in high school um was it really yeah i was (laughs) i was fresh um no i'm just kidding the dj was lean
4: <laughs> and you 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 had me going there like,
1: wow. come on just i know i don't know if we've ever met like literally in person but i mean i think we might know each other and i'm yeah I'm, I'm i don't think i was in any rap group but just i heard fresh well, and i Lee. was
4: gonna i was gonna ask you to spit a couple bars right?
1: <laughs> no so fresh and so lean, yeah, lean. Yeah, mc mc fresh has been uh, put away for quite some time but uh Congrats on Uh, this. It's great that you and your wife are into it, and it's done so well. And let's talk uh, as you get closer to the playoffs and beyond, Justin. I always appreciate our chats. Always appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again, Rick. Always. At RedTurn2 on both Twitter and Instagram, that is Justin Turner, World Series champ, Los Angeles Dodger, third baseman, two-time All-Star, and the new head of sports and wellness for Fresh and Lean. He bought it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I mean, By the way, I told him it. beforehand, I told TJ before, he handed me the card, he hands, he, he's in yeah, charge of, of course. putting this on the desk, and I saw what Justin was coming on to talk about, <laughs> fresh and lean, I'm like, that sounds like my... Rap group in high school. I was fresh. <laughs> definitely not lean. Ain't nobody dope as me. Because then you can't sit here and say <laughs> that <laughs> dress so fresh and lean. Hey, excuse me. You could not sit here and say Jewish kids in the eighties from New York City would not be in a rap group. I mean yeah. at least one. Well, there's three for sure. Yes. Rap
4: group that was very big.
1: Yeah. I was By definitely the way, I was not very beasty <laughs> at all. And you're forgetting the guy that nor fresh or lean. Started those guys was also Rick, Rick Rubin. Rubin who's on that uh McCartney 321 man on Hulu Hulu have you seen Hulu? that yet have you seen that no. yet no it's terrific all right we'll take a break there is major news that no doubt will affect your fantasy team Ugh. if you've already done a draft this is why you don't draft until the season begins right there yep facts of course there's also a real life aspect to this injury <laughs> that's coming up next Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs
0: This summer, I'm doing a um, a mixtape mm-hmm. called Basket Bars. Okay. Look like, I'm going to get a bunch of basketball can I... players. Can you you want to uh, do an intro or something? No,
1: I would like to be part of it.
0: You play instrument?
1: I do not. All right. <laughs> what can
0: you do? Can you rap? Uh,
1: I I've, I've, I believe I've got bars. For a Grammy award-winning artist, I believe. Do we have? Do We we don't you have that. You got bars, too? I'll, I'll pull, it in. I'll, oh, pull it in. I'll pull it on. Yeah, Ice-T was on the podcast version of this don't show. not count. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What? What do you mean he doesn't count? What do you mean Ice-T doesn't
0: count? Ice-T don't count, man why because he's been in an insurance commercial i mean is that why and so many other things
1: (laughs) when you've been in law and order you you no longer count
0: right yeah yeah yeah.
1: no kidding (laughs) i didn't know that
0: because i rapped for him
1: and he told me he made it seem like i had bars Okay, yeah, roll roll you know. it. Roll it for uh, for Baron Davis here, please. Go for it. Here we go. My name's Rich Eisen. I have a podcast. Miss a scheduled appearance, and I'll put you on blast. New York is my home, the island of Staten. I've conquered Bristol, even Manhattan. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. Oh man. Rapping isn't my forte, in case you couldn't tell. I'm more relaxed on the network. NFL. That was Cole right there. You way better than a lot of rappers that are making records right now. Yes! yes. yes. Look
0: on Baron Davis's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> it has not changed for all 40 seconds. You you want me in or not?
1: <laughs> no. Sorry, Rich Eisen.
0: You can be, hey, you can be on ice team next hour. ice team <laughs> man, that why did you he say what? that to you? You know what? Because first of all Why he was, would he say that? He was just trying to not saying that the raps was bad, but it wasn't like it was a bad rap. It's a it's it's a good rap for a sports announcer. But for him to actually
1: that's I, to be a hater. Are
0: you saying that he game was not
1: recognizing game? Is it no, no, saying? no no,
0: no? Yeah. I mean that was just whatever game y'all was playing. You know was, why? Because <laughs> I was playing buddy
1: ball. You know what I needed to do? I needed to I needed to put my area code in there. Isn't that what the. the is nah, that what is ain't missing, ain't The 718?
0: No, like, you ain't have no hand movements. You ain't have no swag. It's not just like words. You gotta like, you gotta feel what you're saying. Well, maybe I need to get. I'm gonna I, get you in the studio. I'm please. I'm going put you on this album Will too. you do this? Yep. Will you please? Yep, I'm, I'm putting you on the intro. Look, on this I album. have
1: been I have been invited to do things by people, and I then show up and do them.
0: No, no, no. I got you. You I will. Got you,
1: yes. Now, who will? Do I write myself? Like, how do I write it?
0: No, we got you. You do. You you'll help. You're a writer, so we'll we'll oh, sit yeah. in and we'll we we'll sit in the studio. We'll write, listen to the beat, mix it up, and then we'll put. You know, Baron you know, Davis.
1: This is going to happen.
0: This is happening for sure.
1: I guess that's why I wasn't fresh or lean good. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. One last segment for you before we send you out on your Tuesday. Um, Travis Etienne, as we saw, had a walk boot news, leaving. Man. It looks like the old dreaded Liz Frank injury. Yeah, Adam um, Schefter
3: saying he's going to have surgery will likely end his season. That's it.
1: Oh, my gosh. James Robinson time.
3: Once again. In Jacksonville. Well, I mean,
1: it was James Robinson time anyway. I think ETN was wow. going to be one of those guys, not like Bill Cowback, but a guy who would come in third down, you know, and first down, second down. I think ETN kind of had that early
3: Camara career path where he was going to be really involved in the pass game, what get a, a handful of runi- you know, running touches.
1: What a shame. Oh, that's just terrible. That kills my Jacksonville playoff hopes. Oh, come on now. James Robinson was terrific. Yeah. He's just you know etn was a guy that you want that's a first wow. round selection that's yeah. out the out Game the changer. window for yeah, his yeah, rookie yeah. season and hopefully he'll be back and no it stinks obviously you know oh what a bummer I hate that stuff that's why players don't want preseason games and this is why you know f- players are fighting to just stay off of the preseason field but you hear one coach after another talk about how important it is certainly you need reps yeah happens every year man Happens, happens every year happens that you lose year. somebody like that. But then you'll see, like Von Miller, it'll happen in practice, too. Just a freak thing? Ugh. What did we talk about when the Super League was formed for that 24, 48 hours, Chris? What do we say? <laughs> Seriously, what do we talk about here on this show? When that happened, what did we say when it was happening?
0: Uh, something about college sports. That's damn straight. Look at the model. Yeah, it's,
3: and... it's, a, it's coming to college football, man.
1: Well, I just got a... Well, yeah, you've seen this. Press release, ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 announce Historic Alliance. And the the graphic is ACC, B1G, and then the Pac-12 logos. And under it, it says Historic Alliance. 41 world-class institutions across three autonomy, five conferences to collaborate on the future evolution of college athletics and an interconference scheduling alliance. And that's just a very fancy way of saying bug off, SEC. <laughs> Don't touch anybody here. Don't come knocking on our door. You're not going to turn us into the next Big 12. So, pound sand and get somebody from Clemson, Ohio State and USC just for 3 to sign on some sort of dotted line and make sure they don't bolt. That's essentially what this is. Imagine Ohio State and Michigan calling one another and getting Wisconsin or Penn State on board and say, how about the four of us go hop to the SEC? USC calling crosstown, UCLA, you know, let's get Oregon, let's get the Ducks, let's go for Washington too. Let's take them, those four, let's bolt. Let's go uh, Clemson, Miami, what North Carolina, Syracuse. Let's go because you're going to need Syracuse for basketball. You're going to need the basketball at some point. Yep. So maybe you 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 get North Carolina, Miami, and at some point do you just Duke? leave Duke out?
4: Yeah. What do you do with
0: Duke?
1: I don't know. But just those four, you call them out and bounce. We're out. And by the way, that's one division. That's four teams. You got a big one, you got a big ten division. So Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Ohio State play each other. And then play Alabama out of one conference, another division. Then you play out of conference one other division against Oklahoma. You see where I'm going with this? Mm. (laughs) That's why they're coming up with making sure that it doesn't happen right now. With I mean, everybody should read this press release. Nowhere does it really say at all anything concrete about when they're playing each other and how other than just a promise all three leagues and their respective institutions understand that scheduling decisions will be an evolutionary process given current scheduling commitments. And I think evolutionary is also part of the whole concept of academics which is what this thing hammers. I mean, over and over. Here are the bullet points about the three conferences remain competitors in every sense, but are committed to collaborating and providing thought leadership on various opportunities and challenges facing college athletics. That's what it is. It's a think tank that they're putting together. It's a think tank. All the university presidents love think tanks. Here are the bullet points. Student, athlete, mental and physical health, safety, wellness, and support. That's the first bullet point. Because that's what I'm thinking about when Oklahoma bolted, right? <laughs> Strong academic experience and support. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's another bullet point. Another bullet point, social justice. Another bullet point, gender equity. Another bullet point, future structure of the NCAA. Ha, huh, that's a big one. Another bullet point, federal legislative efforts. And last one, Oh, here's the bullet point. Postseason championships in future formats. Ah, that's the final bullet point. The other bullet points to me are, again, and I say this with the ultimate of respect and love for the fact that I love the Big Ten. I love every last second of it. it it's in, woven into my DNA and fiber. But the other bullet points can truly go pound sand. Exactly. That's the bullet point. <laughs> right. That's the bullet point why that's just being done. Yeah. Because the other stuff is all, well, well and good and well-intentioned, and we do need to work on a lot of those things together. But I want my quarterback to go beat Ohio State. We can work on the other stuff in another way. I'm I'm being... I couldn't mean, it, spit more truth yeah. right here. And the fact is, the SEC is coming for your team. Maybe not now, but later on. Because there's a battle right here as to who's going to have the pole position on television contracts and the pot of money that has gone poof because of COVID. And you still need to have enough academics to go along with your sports. And you gotta have enough Title IX sports to go along with your academics. And where's the money gonna come from? Everybody's on a gold rush right now. And this, I don't they I, I don't know what, there's literally 20 paragraphs here and I I, I skimmed them during the commercial break. So I shouldn't make any definitive, if you will, takes based off of skimming a document, but I didn't see anywhere starts into 24, 25, 26 season that the winner of the ACC will face the winner of a Big Ten Pac-12 championship game one year, and then the next year it'll be ACC versus the Pac-12, and the Big Ten champion faces the winner of that, and then the winner of that gets to what? Gets a a spot in the postseason for a college football playoff that's going to get expanded. I mean, it's the Wild West right now. We have no earthly idea how this is all going to work out, except for the fact that Oklahoma and Texas left to go to the SEC, and the SEC's coming for your team.
4: So so Kevin
1: Warren is the Big Ten commissioner. He is, indeed. Stuart Mandel has some quotes. I wouldn't say this is a reaction
3: to Texas and Oklahoma joining the ACC, but to be totally candid, you have to evaluate what's going on in the landscape of college athletics. Damn straight.
1: What if Ohio State called up Kevin Warren and said, we're next? What happens to the Big Ten then? What if Clemson called up the ACC and said, uh, we're up? What happens? Before you're left putting those pieces back together again, you better stitch an historic alliance. Come up with the bullet points, get everyone on the dotted line, and tout your academic prowess, which is a way to fire a direction at the SEC saying, okay, the problem is is that the college bowl that you're playing in is an actual bowl game, not some sort of trivia contest hosted by Peyton Manning. <laughs> But you got to make sure that your ducks are in a row because the SEC is coming for your team. They are. What, I got 16 teams there now, right? They've got a lot. Okay. So guess what? You need 16 more and you got 32. Have you ever heard of a successful football league with 32 teams? I have.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Yeah. <USFL? laughs> mm-hmm. the, the AAF? The a- AAF. I X- want XFL to XFL. Yeah,
1: yeah boy yeah. I want to thank today's guests Brandon Staley Keith Olbermann was great on the Pete Rose 32 year anniversary of him being banned from baseball for life yeah. and Justin Turner and George Kittle this hour on tomorrow's program Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons always great chat with him Buddha Baker who is in the top 25 I believe of the top 20 of the NFL 100 uh, best players in the NFL uh, on NFL Network is voted by his peers of the Arizona Cardinals. Johnny C. McGinley, the great John C. McGinley, will be on the program. And Michael McKeon, I can't wait. I can't wait to have him on. What a great, great actor. He is funny and also dramatic and Better Call Saul and so much more. For those watching on Peacock, stick around. we got one more segment before we take you to Brother From Another. But on our radio network, Rich Eisen signing off. We'll chat with you on Wednesday.